invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. You legendary. Yo, episode Caesar shirt. I mean, episode 257. We made it podcast. Caesar shirt. What is on there? Is that trees? Uh, zebras and trees. Okay, zebras and trees. Okay. okay. And a really cool horse. Real cool wild horse species. I love zebras. I did see a video of a zebra get caught by a, a crocodile, and the crocodile got its like top part of its mouth and tw- and and twisted, and the joint just like it was wild. <laughs> That's actually horrific, but okay. It was beautiful. Um, yeah. We, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, hopefully we can get through it all. Me and Caesar are going to talk about Chewbacca Wamani to uh, Real Madrid. Uh, okay, I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> um, talk about this uh, Lewandowski drama. Might talk a little bit about uh, Caesar's favorite player, Gareth Bale. And uh, we might talk a little bit about MLS if we get to it. But, you know, Zoom puts a limit on our conversations now. So we're going to get all into it. What's up, Alex? Um, so you just say, what's up to Alex? Dang, where you took that perk right now? What up, Alex? I see you out there uh, with the with the shout outs on Twitter. You're a real one. Yeah, he's the realest because that's all we're getting. That's all the love we're getting. Uh, I'll take it. That's all I need. All I need is Alex in the world. That's all I need. Exactly. Just one person. There's Remember another... we just say we first started. I'm down with one person. Listen. You feel me? Uh, I mean it, though. <laughs> all right. Caesar off the Hattie right now. Um, Caesar, y- y- your team, Real Madrid, put the big money up and uh, made that transfer happen for Aurelian Chuamani. $100 million. Uh, 80 million plus bonuses going to be like a hundred milli, um, a hundo. Uh, this is a player. Let me just run this down for you. Get into it. 22 years old. Um, will he turn? I think he's going to turn 23 next year. Um, 130 appearances between Bordeaux and Monaco. Oh, wow. Um, it's a lot. 20 appearances in Europe and in, in Europe between I, I, I don't think that was just Europa League. I feel like that was Europa and Champions League with Monaco. Um, but he was he played Europa with uh, Bordeaux. And he has 10 appearances with France. He's been named into the Liga Team of the Year two times the past two seasons. And he was uh, the Young Player of the Year a couple years ago. Caesar, what do you think about this transfer? I think it's a great transfer on my end. Um, I think that... He has a lot of talent here. Annoying. I think he has a lot of talent, a lot of upside. I watched him on Monaco, really talented midfielder. And I and like one thing I want to say is I feel like Monaco's a good team to like if, if you're a good midfielder, it'll show on Monaco. Um, they have like a lot of they've had a lot of fluctuation with players and a lot of like uh they have a lot of like very young talent mixed in with some vets. And I feel like a player like that shining, like next to Cesc Fabregas, that's really good. It shows you how good of a player he is. So, um, a long time Cesc Fabregas ain't played in a minute. No, I know, but like you're next to a player, like a vet like that, and like you're able to kind of show your 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 stuff. I, I mean, every time I've seen Monaco, I'm like, damn, he is pretty solid. He's pretty good. So, I think that's a good pickup. I think that I see him 
um, more as like a deeper role player for Real Madrid. Um, I know that um, the the like thing a, to say people deep, say, oh well, deeper Camavinga, huh? Deeper midfielder, you mean? Yeah, like a yeah, deeper okay. midfielder. I can see him kind of like adapting a lot more of like that Casemiro Cruz role if he can kind of learn how to be like a Cruz, which is of course that'd be incredible. That's one the better midfielders in the world, but he seems more deeper. I know Camavinga does an excellent job with tackling, but Camavinga looks so he looks so balanced, and I think Camavinga is very very eager to be better offensively as well. I think he really wants to be that guy. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a good pickup. Real Madrid is showing a lot of depth in midfield. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with all these players. That's a lot of midfielders, but I, I I can never get mad at a team spending money on a good midfield. I think that's always a great, a great, a great business decision. You don't think it's too much money? The 100 million, yes. 80 million, no. Now, this is my question for you. You've watched all the Lego. I've watched a fair amount, obviously not as much as you. I think it's kind of crazy to me how much more expensive he was than Kamavinga. And Kamavinga was highly rated. Now, I know Kamavinga was like 17 and 18, but that's kind of crazy to me. Is it because he's at Monaco? Is it just Monaco asked that price? And Stout Rand is just dumb with their money? They don't know how to ask for more? This is the question. Here's the question. That's kind of wild to me. (laughs) Did Real Madrid pay this much money for Chuamani out of spite against PSG because PSG were trying to get him too. Wallahi, Wallahi, dog. I swear I was thinking it was a spite signing. I thought it was a spite signing. I was like, damn, did they do another Jovic? Or it's like, oh, like if this guy goes to Barca, you know, it's like, oh, you want to keep him? Cool. Because we have so much money. We can just really throw this. Like, do I think it's like Real Madrid? Like I said earlier, I never think it's a bad investment buying a midfielder. Like, you, you, it's only like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Buying a midfielder, I don't whoa, think it's whoa, ever whoa, a bad investment. Whoa. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Signing a midfielder is never Thank a bad you. investment. I don't think that's ever a, a bad thing. I, I think that either it's going to work out great or you took took a chance on something. Now, they have had they haven't spent 100 million in a minute. So it's like they kind of had that money to blow honestly and they were like, mm. "Well, yeah, because I like when I'm looking at it on the surface, I'm just like, okay, PSG wanted him and Real Madrid does have that money that they were going to use to sign um Mbappe. So they probably just were able to put put a higher number in Monaco's face. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously Monaco's going to – I mean, I think Chiumeni would have been happy to go to PSG or Real Madrid, but Monaco's going to take the, more, the most money. Um, but well, No, uh, because apparently PSG offered more. Well, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, obviously there's going to be reports going back and forth. And yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, though. You never know what's true, but I would have – I'd like to think that he chose where he wanted to go at the end. If they received two offers, he was like, you know what? I want to go here. I mean, probably, but I'm sure Monaco had something to say about it. I mean, I, I'm sure if, if PSG was offering $180 million, they'd be like, yeah, no, you're going to PSG. Um, well, but, yeah, I mean, they can break into transfer, but he still has an option of signing or not, right? I, I guess. I mean, but, but we'll never know. But I, I mean, yeah. would, it, would it either way, Real Madrid is putting up $100 million for a midfielder, which yeah. is cool if it turns out that way. $80 million. But no, it's it's a hundred million with bonuses. Like it's a hundred. I don't know if he got the bonus though. I mean, they're they're saying that those are player bonuses, right? They're saying that it's easy bonuses. <laughs> oh, really? Like yeah. touch the ball three times? I'm down yeah, for that. Basically, that's kind of really cute. If they wrote that in there. <laughs> but I'm also like, 
could this end up backfiring on Real Madrid a bit? Now, I'm just I'm, let me just speculate. Mm, big speculating, big because big, big that is a lot of money, and it's not like yeah, you're right. Like Real Madrid hasn't spent a whole lot of money, like for sure. So they, you know, they're they're doing well financially, better than Barcelona, obviously. Um, but Caesar, I watch a lot of league on, like you said. And I I was watching Nice, and I'm looking at Key mm-hmm. from Thuram, dude. Like Caesar, you're like you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. That's I've okay. watched him too. I know you're talking about. But him. he is really good, dude. Like, I think he is too. He's a like, and honestly, like Chuamani's really good too. I've watched them both play, and I'm just like, you, I don't really see that much difference. Like they're both really good, and I feel like. I mean, it's going to sound crazy. Like, I'll say this. Chuamini has more experience, for sure. He's played more matches. Um, and he's he's older, played... right? I'm sorry? He's a little older, I think, too. Um, he's one year older than Taram, just one mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, but he's played way more matches, for sure. But when I watch them play, I'm like, these are similar players. Like, they both stand out. And you can get Taram for probably right now for like cheaper than even Kamavinga was like, you could probably get him for like 20 mil and have like, uh, I mean, he's like six, three or something like that. Some big old fast oh. mid and, and too many. He's like six, two, like around there too. I'm just like, you know, obviously like too many is a really good player, but I'm just looking at that hundred million and I'm like, dang dude. Like, did you, did you really, did you really have to do that? That's something we won't know. We won't know um, for a while. Um, but I think I'm going to say this. Let's let's both agree to this. If anybody that could kind of really do this right now, it's Real. I feel like they've been sure. extremely disciplined on player management and signing. They've been S plus, not even A plus, S plus on our signings, like just phenomenal. Like every year, patient, not being risky. A little spite in there, a little sauce for fun. Loan him out, come back. He sucks. It's all good. Now you can have him if you want him. (laughs) Like, it's a good time. Um, Meanwhile, when you look at Barcelona sign, it looks frantic. It looks, yeah. You know, like, so so they're kind of, they're in a very much win win position where it's like they're allowed to get a little risky. They're allowed to get a little risky. Now, do I wish the risk was in the other areas? Yeah, I'd be down for them to get risky at right back, you know, maybe get risky somewhere else. I, I would love that. But, you know, maybe, I mean, they they just signed Modric to just a one-year extension. They probably told him, like, hey, man, look, th- this year I can't guarantee you a ton, but just sit pretty. We'll make the bonuses really easy. Sit pretty this year. And he only has a one-year extension, and it's up to you and Kamavinga to win the position moving forward after this. And I, I think that's something positive to look towards. Honestly, like, remember. And I'm happy he's right-footed. Sorry. <laughs> coming coming off the um World Cup season, you know, that was when uh they were saying Modric might go to Inter, he might be kind of like he played a million matches, like he might be kind of washed now. And we, I remember watching that season, I'm like, mm, he looks just fine to he me. He's good. He's still on his bike, dog. He's still <laughs> like, on his bike. <laughs> like, and I remember early in that season, he was coming off the bench some. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he looks fine. And then like when he started starting that season, I'm like, yeah, he looks fine. And obviously he still looks amazing. We've seen him run past yeah, yeah. five PSG players. Chuamani's gonna have to like 
find his place in this midfield. Obviously, you still got Cruz Casemiro Modric. Um, I don't know if Real Madrid is going to look to maybe send off Cruz or, or, or Casemiro. But I'll you know, say this. I think they're looking to offload someone like the, some of the backups. I know they've offloaded a lot of players. A lot of well, the lot of players that were I know in reserves and weren't a ton. They were there though on the roster. But who? who? People gone. Ceballos leaving. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's, he don't. He's, I, know, I know they don't get a ton of minutes, but like that's for this year, and that's because we have people that are on one year extensions. But I think after this season, it's going to be a lot more room open up and, and opportunity. Yeah. I just think so. I don't think they're going to give him more just another year extension. I really would highly doubt that. Yeah, I mean, you got Cruz, Casemiro, Modric. Valverde, although Valverde is kind of like uh, man. Put, put, pushing up forward kind of a, a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, but he's, he's a midfielder. Like a deeper role. He, he, he's a midfielder for sure. Uh, you got Valverde and Camavinga. Uh, the, you know, that's five midfielders. You bring a Chuamani in the mix, like it's, it's – but, but you know what? Also, Real Madrid does have 70 matches this year too, which is good. Which is there's going to be a lot of rotating. You don't know who's getting. Like I said, we're all playing hypotheticals. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen. And I think, I think if I'm too many, I'm not tripping off that first year. I would kind of want some time to acclimate myself, anyways, to the sure. style. It's going to be a whole different world in Monaco around here. They're gonna, they're gonna, and then he's also going to come off that World Cup. He got the World Cup call up. That's true. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a weird, tough year. And I just really want to see how it's going to go down. And, and I'll say this too, like. Like, we and you don't know how it's going to go with the World Cup season. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this, too. Like, I do think it's a good signing because mm-hmm. even when you look at Kamavinga, like, it, it took a while for Kamavinga to really get minutes. But when you saw him out there, he was really good. And he was instant and, impact. And you were thinking, like, dang, like, he could have been playing this whole time. But it ended up working out fine. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it'll definitely be one of those situations where Chuamani probably won't get so many minutes this season coming up. But – Maybe later in the season, like he, he probably won't get so many minutes early potentially, but like maybe later in the season, just like how Kamavinga was, he might you might see him more. Yeah. But don't keep your eye on Taram. Keep your eye. No, Taram is really talented. I, and if he does move, I hope he goes to a good team that's outside of Spain. Caesar, I literally was like, I don't know why people don't talk about why there's not buzz around him. He's really good. I I watched the last match of the season. It was Nice against uh, Rims. And I was like, I, I never watched those highlights. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Let me, maybe he was whacking this game. Like maybe, and I'm like, look at him like, he's involved in everything, dude. It's crazy. He, he's fast as hell too for big man. He began to run Ooh. that field fast. I'm like, damn, he's good. Um, but anyway. Is he on the U21 team with Kamavinga? Um, he's like. I yeah, thought he, I saw him in a picture. He, I don't think he's been called up yet, but he's played in like those, those youth ranks. Because yeah, Kamavinga got called up to the U21 team. For for right now, for France, yeah, he's been playing in the U twenty one thing or whatever. Okay, um, as long as when when play, you know, honestly, it's really racist because they're called they're, like Rabiot's starting, dude. It's kind of like, it's absolutely insane. And you would start Rabio right now over over Guendouzi. I see Guendouzi no, in the camp, and I'm like, you got to start this man. I, like they're they're starting over anybody. Like, why is he even there? Yeah, he he should no no. Ridiculous. They should have put Kamavinga over Rabio. What the Thank hell? You. I'd take that lefty a million times over freaking Rabio. Yeah, over Rabio. You know, you know, Kamavinga destroy Rabio in training. No question. <laughs> um, okay, Caesar. There's been a lot going on with your boy Lewandowski. Um, I don't know oh. what's going on with him. He's having very a whole, weird. I think he's on shrooms. <laughs> he's having a whole crisis. Um, 
I'm going to read a little bit of about a, a little bit of of his quotes from lately. Um, he told a Polish outlet, "I just want to leave Bayern. Loyalty and respect are more important than the work. The best thing to do is find a solution solution together." They didn't want to listen to me until the end. Something died inside me, and it's impossible to ever get that. Even oh, if man. you want to be professional, you can't make up for it. During the during so many years of the club, I was always ready, available. Despite injuries and the pain, I gave my best. I think the best thing to do is find a good solution for both sides and not to look for a one-sided decision. Interesting. Um, I'm not looking for a unilateral solution that makes no sense. Not after so much time, after such a successful era, and with all my will and support. Um, yeah. Um, there was a little bit more, I think, but um, I did watch ESPN FC, and they were saying that... Um, Craig Burley and Frank LaBeouf were calling him a crybaby. <laughs> um, okay, and so what What I want to ask you is, like, in this situation, obviously Lewandowski has one year on his contract. He wants to leave. He's saying he wants to leave. It seems like – this is what it seems like to me. It seems like Barcelona can't really pay that much, and he wants to go to Barcelona, but Bayern's like, we're not taking $20 million, You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but he's trying to say, like, please let me go. Caesar, in this situation, do you feel like you should side with the player or the team? And also, do you would you call him a crybaby? I don't want to be mean, but I'm gonna say one thing before I talk about Lewa. I think that there is something weird going on at Byron. I know there was the whole Serge Gnarby situation where like he just literally one day was like, Give me the hell out of here. And they were like, uh, so like there was like a lot of talks and like he was dead. He's desperate to leave. It's really weird. Um, and now he's obviously like available to go. Like, um, so he's saying he hates it there. He wants to go. Uh, was I don't know. Lewandowski, I thought was on the same track, but then he wrote that weird thing that was like something died inside of me. I'm like, did you go to like Arizona and do like shrooms or something? And you just <laughs> saw the Byron is like the devil. What happened, dude? Are you okay? Like, it's really. <laughs> Are you okay, man? Are you tired of scoring 40 goals? Are you over it? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really weird. I, I don't really know what's going on there. But I'm gonna keep it real with you. And I'm pro player, I'm pro labor union, I'm pro workforce. I'm the people before the company all day of the week. This is a weird circumstance for me, dog. I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really side with you on this. I don't really side with you only because. One team is like, we can't afford this. We want to give you $20 million for the player. He's like, I want to go there so bad. My heart is burning. They're like, okay, but, dog, you signed this, this contract. Like, and and we're, it's not like they're blocking all transfers. It's like, we're not going to take that amount. So it's a little just, weird. Let me just say this real fast. I, I made up $20 million. <laughs> Okay, man. If it's $20 million and Bam over here on this Fabrizio right now, making yeah, up $20 million euros plus sign-on bonus plus incentives. I'm assuming $20 because Barcelona's broke. So. no. It, it's just strange to me. It's a very weird situation. I think that Loa has made this weird by handling it horribly. I think he's handled it really bad. I think that he could have done a better job of communicating to the public. Because right now where I'm at, I'm not really on his side for this. But, but if, if I hear differently, if I hear differently, if I hear something else, I'm, I'm liable to switch real quick. Would you but call right him a crybaby? Huh? I'm not going to call him crybaby. That, that's weird. I don't, I don't do that. I don't want to be the ESPN FC desk who all I played for was Scotland and start calling people crybaby. Like, uh, I don't really know. I mean, that man has scored more goals than that whole desk times 17 times. 
he's a fantastic player. So I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But it's a little weird. It's just. It just comes off a little weird. I'll say this. Like I don't remember when he had the MLS saga too. When he was like the LA Galaxy thing. I'll say this. I don't want to necessarily call him a crybaby, but Lev has been weird in the past. I do remember, and we did report on it, it when he weird. was when he went, when he was mad about not winning the Golden Boot when yeah. uh, he, he was saying the, his players didn't help him. I'm <laughs> like, oh my! Didn't, they wouldn't pass me the ball to yeah. even go to the and, boot or and, like, and I'm like, dog, the year before you won the Golden Boot, you only scored 22 goals, so like you don't get to complain, homie. Um, but I do think it's an interesting situation, like. You know, we've called it professional slavery in the past. Yeah. I feel like when a player wants to leave, the team should figure something out for them to leave. Amicable, at least. Amicable. Something something fair and amicable. Yeah. But the thing we don't know is if if Lewandowski went to the people and talked to them and they were saying, yeah, we'll only accept this much. And he's looking around at the market, so to speak, and saying, like, nobody's going to do that. And he's, like, upset. But I wish... Like maybe he felt like going out in the media and saying this was his last resort. Yeah, but at the same time, players do that all the time. We saw Neymar do it. Although a lot of times they do it after the fact. Um, We saw Neymar and Mbappe do that. I'm not going to call him a crybaby, but I feel like if he wants to leave, he should. But if I'm if I'm the team, like okay, Caesar, what's he? I think he's 33 or 34. One of those. What do you think is a reasonable amount to sign Lewandowski? Probably not like Lewandowski right now. Yeah. Did he win the Golden Boot last year? Yeah, he's won it two years in a row. He won the Pichichi? He won. He won the Golden Boot for the whole Europe. No, Benzema did. I think Lewandowski scored the most goals. Benzema. I thought Benzema had forty-five goals this year. Uh, okay. Uh, either. Okay. Okay. I mean, I would if I'm if I'm a team, I wouldn't pay more than like I wouldn't sign him for more than like fifty five million. Yeah. I was gonna say fifty random number. 50, um, something like that. You're only gonna give me maximum four years, three years. Yeah. From thirty three, like damn dog, I'm gonna have you to you thirty seven. I won't probably sign for a two year deal. I just want to see if we can make a nice little run. You know, a nice little, little. It'd have to be a team that's ready too. Like. I could see him but, going to like uh, some English team or whatever, or, or or he wants. I mean, his heart is screaming for Barcelona for some weird reason. I think he maybe he's on it, some secret it. avenge path towards ruining the Boomerang's life. Well, I think he's doing that. <laughs> well, I can see him wanting to play for Barcelona. It's still a big club. It's a lot of history. Like and I, I think that's a perfect place. If I'm a player of his level, I'm like, damn, if I ball out there, I become a megastar. Exactly. It's uh, definitely, I think he's thinking of marketability. And, and he's and they're in Champions League next season, so they can do a lot. But yeah, 50, 55 million. I don't think Barcelona can really afford that. They just paid 60 for uh, Ferran Torres services. They can't, they didn't even get any a transfer for uh, the He's going to leave for free. Like, you're not even going to, like, get money exactly. from the players. Uh, Busquets is complaining about, like, the wages getting lowered again. He didn't hear about it. So, like, <laughs> I mean. Busquets is like, He's like Busquets is like I'm I'm leaving vacation. I'm hearing about my wage getting lowered in the media. Like why don't y'all tell like, us? I play I play like I barely make anything, but come on, don't pay me like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um we'll see what happens, but it's unfortunate that a player of his stature is going out in the media speaking that way. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it's been, I don't know if it's necessary that he did that or not, but that's why I said I'm liable to to switch it up. You could switch. I, kinda, I need to learn more. Because for sure, it just feels a little murky. He 
And it's, it's kind of his fault. He's been kind of weird before, so I, I have to put skeptical eyes on him a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, the, I get it, though. Yeah, okay. We could talk about Bale, um, but it was more going to just be um, kind of just talking shit about him, so I'm going to skip that. Yeah, right all these now. top teams want him like Hadafi. Good luck, dog. <laughs> but I want to um, talk to you about what I've seen on um, – it was a retweet, actually, but um, – Whoever MLS Buzz is, apparently all the people be saying don't follow him, but I seen this tweet by MLS Buzz. He's garbage. Um, and they said, yes or no. I want to see what you think about this. Um, yes or no. MLS can become a top three league in our lifetime, question mark. I say yes. There are two groups in MLS, domestic and international. Domestically, all levels are producing more players than ever. Internationally, you need money and influence. MLS has influence, but a salary cap holds back. So what do you think, Caesar? Um, in in our lifetime, let's say we'll live about fifty more years or so, um, can MLS become a top three league? Can I cuss? Yes. Hell fucking no! Are you <laughs> kidding me? Or what kind of dumb take is that? Or what? What is? What is he? Is he on the same shrooms as Lewandowski? What are you talking about right now? What do you? This is not. This can't even be a top. This won't even be a top league in America. What are you talking about? You're the, the the if you think salary cap is holding back MLS, you're a bumbling idiot. Honestly, you're a bumbling idiot. It takes you restructuring your entire league. You need to uh, demolish the league, abolish it, nuke it, and redo it all over again. You need to make pro reg, and then you need to pray people in America care about it. This league won't even hit touch any 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 of the top five it won't even be bigger than belgium if americans care america has america has to care for europe to feel even remotely invested to look it's just how it is even the appeal worldwide for premier league is that the english people care so much about their league and they get so and that makes the league have money now that the league has money that's going to increase visibility, advertisement, appeal, players go there. It's a whole chain. There's no money like that in MLS. There's no appeal for it. There's no chain. It doesn't work like that. And they have a good model. They have pro regulation. They have these teams like Leicester that come out of nowhere, make a, a Cinderella story. You can't even have that in MLS. So where we have the Lamar Hunt, who the hell is Lamar Hunt? Who is that? I don't know who Lamar sounds like a cornerback. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's an insane take. And it's extremely, extremely disrespectful to Central America, to South America, leagues that have been there since America even dreamed of soccer. Some of the greatest players on this planet have played in South America. And those leagues right now are 15 times bigger than a go watch Libertadores final. Uh, River Plate versus Santos, River Plate versus Palmeiras, or River Plate versus uh, Boca Junior. It's madness. These people care. They fight. They throw smoke bombs on each other. In America, they're pulling up after Target and going to Red Bull game. And they played NYFC's first season on a damn baseball field. So chill out. Maybe play another 100 years and we can talk again. Maybe make, make a league that's equivalent to Champions League. On this side of America, and we can start having a conversation that's across the continents. Then we can start talking a little trash. I think it's about establishing your own footprint on this side of the world and telling people, why are you watching that garbage? 
when you should be watching what we have here, the domestic product, we got what's good. We got the home stuff. You don't even do that. You're excited when some dude from here goes a lead. You're hyped about it. You should be hyped if he comes over here. So you don't even care about your own league, to be honest. Your MLS bus is reporting who moves from MLS to Europe. You shouldn't even report that. Protest it if you really care. It's fake, dude. Ain't no way in hell. One hundred percent agree. Um, I'll say this: uh, three things. One, Argentina and Brazil league will always be better than um, like MLS. Brazil has a hundred million people. Argentina's got like 70, 80 million people. They're big million. countries, huh? Two hundred million. Who? Brazil. Oh, my bad. Um, uh, Argentina's got a bunch of people. They're, they're big populations, and their first sport is football. So, like, they're going to be better than America no matter what. Two, the Mexican League has so much money and influence that Copa Libertadores, after Tigres won, they kicked Mexico out. They were like, y'all got too much money. Like they have, they, they have so much money and, and influence in comparison to a lot of the South American teams. So they were like, no, dude, sorry, dude. Like, like you're coming over here beating River Plate. Like, no, dude, stay up there then. Um, huh. Ben, remember Diego Godin? Diego Godin was really upset that he's not getting a lot of time right now in, in Minero in Brazil. He can't barely start in Brazil. He can barely get minutes right now. He goes in the media and says, please make my transfer to Velez happen. I want to be informed to make Uruguay's team. He didn't say, oh, I want to go to play and, and uh, please send me over to Revolution. I got to be ready for Uruguay. Like He's like, please send me to Argentina or Uruguay so I can be informed and ready for the World Cup. Exactly. Like That tells you already, dog. Okay, and let me say the last thing right now. The only way that MLS can become a top three league It'll take this. It'll take another world war. <laughs> like, we're going to have to have another world war where the entire Europe gets destroyed again. And then, like, maybe, like, we got two oceans protecting us. So, like, we'll be fine no matter what. Europe, you're going to get destroyed. If there's another world war, Europe's going to get destroyed. And then, like, Brazil and Argentina will be, and Mexico will be, like, so poor after that. America could withstand another world war like they did World War II. That's the only way that the MLS could ever be like anything worth talking about compared to European football, Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, and probably even like Colombia. Like, it's just not, although I'll say this, I did watch a little bit of Richmond kickers match and I seen a little midfielder dude on there. I'm like, this dude's really good. Hopefully he can make it out of there. He's only 20 years old. But either way, like the infrastructure isn't there in America. People don't care enough. It's um, a high-class sport. Like you got to have money to play. And they just aren't doing enough to make it inclusive, no matter what. So, I mean, honestly, even like a lot of the Black people that play, they're, they play soccer because they're wealthy too. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like most, it's not going to be a popular sport here. It's going to take a really, really long time. The, 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 the biggest star right now in American soccer is Christian Pulisic. Who's like a Trump supporter. Like there's nothing swaggy or cool about the U S men's national team. The U S women's national team is dope, but I see most of the time people are complaining about the white players. So like, you know, it's just not going to happen. 
when 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 USA plays high level a high level South American team, they get dogged. They get dogged. Facts. Yeah, when they play Europe, they play they, it, some of these games get a little goofy, but they just sit in the pocket. But when they when they when they play Brazil, you got Rafinha who's only scored his only goal and for his only call up in Brazil in his life was against America. Like that's the kind of games we're talking about here, dog. The the kind of talent that's here, there's good players. I've been on the show talking about players to look out for. I care about. I talk about players that have inspired me that I like to come from this country. But my favorite thing to say is there's levels to this. And sure. bam, what you said five years ago is still a testament today. Unless I even see American players playing in South American leagues and being prominent figures, not just playing like Hulk is 34, goes from China, goes to Brazil. He's top two in Brazil in scoring. That's talent. Like no matter what, that's a, he's maybe chubby as hell, but that's talent dog. That's real skill. If he came to MLS, he'd have 50 goals. So it it did like, unless we're seeing American players having so much talent that there's worldwide desire to sign the talent here and the talents proving themselves worldwide, that's when you can have a discussion about America becoming a powerhouse. That's when we become looking at America's soccer team. Like, Oh man, like, I don't know, dog. It's scary. America's still stuck in the NCAA bracket mode. And I'm like, it doesn't work out that soccer. It's too long. It's, it's, it's not the same style at all. I'll say this too. Like, and I, like, I don't necessarily remember saying that, but I remember talking about it kind of yeah. um, for sure. Like when you look at Colombia or Uruguay or Peru or um, Chile, like, there's a lot of good players. It's not like they just are good there. Then they go to Europe. They'll be good in those countries. Then they'll go to like Argentina or Brazil. There's then not even they, a good American player in Mexico. Yeah. Like they'll go to like these bigger leagues, like the big leagues in, in South America, Brazil and Argentina. So they'll go like, like we've seen Falcao or um, uh, James Rodriguez. Like a lot of these players, they're going to go from Chile or Colombia or whatever. And then they're going to go to Argentina, Brazil. Then they're going to go to Europe. Why? Because like, that's another stepping stone. Here, they're just talking about players going to Europe. So if that happens, like it's, it's only going to be a few. If these players were so good, there'd be a team in Argentina that's like, hey, we want to get that dude from um, Vancouver. or We want to get that dude from uh, Cincinnati. We'll bring him down here. Soccer, is it's about money at the end of the day. So a team is going to be like, that guy is really good. Let's get him down here so we can flip him to Europe if there's a big pool of talented players. There's not. If you're looking for your players to go to Europe to prove they're the best, how can you possibly think your league is going to be better than that? Yeah, exactly. Until players are clamoring to come from Europe to America, then it's not going to happen, dog. It's not going to happen. Since the day Pele like was part of like the initiative that allowed him from they they to they they had to block they had to make Pele a national like treasure for him not to be able to go to Europe and that's way back in the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> come on, like what are we talking about here? It's two thousand twenty-two. It's been seventy years since this stuff happened, and you think in the next forty, fifty, sixty, we're gonna flip back or not even flip flip to a whole new direction? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unless, it just doesn't work like that. Unless the nukes start flying. Unless unless Russia just self-implodes and it affects all of Europe, then yeah. Unless they just start spread eagling their missiles, then it's not going to... You get a nuke, you get a nuke, you get a nuke. You like know what? They... We're losing. Time to just uh, hit the button. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> I want him to do like that. I want to have the map and then doing it like that. Like I want Putin to do a TikTok dance. Like, uh, uh. no, that's so bad, dog. Come on now. <laughs> this is anti-Putin part broadcast. Just don't send them over that Atlantic though. No, over no, no, the no. Pacific. <laughs> Good luck though. We're running hands, bro. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was an interesting thing. I, I can't believe somebody's that blind. He must but, be the guy who used to do the old MLS transfers page. Maybe the same goofball. Potentially, uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, we don't have enough time to talk about Gareth Bell, uh, his Wales coach, saying that he needs to find a team that's sympathetic to him. Oh my God! I wanted to. If we were going to talk about that, that's I wanted, who the real baby is. Why ain't Steve Nichols call him a baby? I wanted to call the episode "White Bale Privilege," privilege, but I was like, you really know, hope a team can be sympathetic to him. There was a post that ESPN posted that was, "Who had a better career, Luis Suarez, Neymar, and Gareth Bale?" I saw and that. Gareth Bale hasn't even scored two hundred goals in his career or something like that. It's like I barely two hundred. Neymar has four hundred and fifty goals, man. Are we? And he's barely thirty. Are you insane? Like Luis, Luis Suarez is a is a legend. Caesar, I seen a dude say that. I never saw somebody make the Premier League look easier than Ryan Shearer and Luis Suarez. Like Luis Suarez, that it was Luis Suarez was two years before you started watching soccer, and you would you would have said exactly that. You probably wouldn't have liked soccer if you saw it. But like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he was like falling down and getting up and scoring hat tricks. It was so dumb. <laughs> I'd be like, this is too easy. Uh, but anyway, we got to run because uh, the time's almost out. We made a podcast holler. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary.